Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. As the uh, kick placer. Apparently, there's been some teams. You mean both, the holder. The, the hold, excuse me, the, the holder. Kick, no, the kick placer. Yeah, the kick, the KP. <laughs> the KP. And Chris Ello. Absolutely yeah. broke down in tears. I was, whatever, was I, 10 years old. I was like, you can read me, you go Redskins. You can't Redskins. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes, yes. With Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? And welcome to it, Gwen and Chris, on a Friday afternoon from beautiful Carlsbad. Uh, we are at Carlsbad High School today, ahead of tonight's... Uh, prep showdown between the second-ranked Carlsbad Lancers and Tony's old school. Uh-huh. The Highway Titans are coming to town tonight to yes, indeed. try to upset Carlsbad. We're kicking off our high school Friday programs, and uh, glad you're with us. We are glad to be here, Tony. It's yeah. a beautiful day in Carlsbad, uh, kind of the calm before the storm. Game time is at 7 o'clock tonight, and uh, we're just kind of hanging out here and uh, getting ready for some high school football. Yeah, man, uh, we don't get to do this until baseball season's over. This is yeah. the first one we've been able to do this year. And, uh, you know, first of, of a few that we plan on doing. Uh, but why not get started with a, a team like Carlsbad with um, one of the top recruits in the nation at quarterback. And so uh, we plan – this is this is important to Chris and I in terms of really trying to support the, the local community and kids um, that play sports. You know, it's it's – this is one of the sports where you we can pull off doing a show on campus. Yeah. Basketball is another one, uh, but yeah, we're excited to be here. First one, first one of the off season. Yeah, I want to say that I give a lot back to the high school community, Tony. You know, you I do mean, I come out and do my radio do. show at the football games. I I referee high school basketball out of the goodness of my heart, of course. <laughs> I I don't ask to be paid. And I let the coaches yell at me as much as they want. Well, but, that's uh, that's definitely true. You do yeah, let the coaches yell do, at you. I do let them yell at me, but uh, I'm off to a kind of a crazy start today, Tony. I don't know about you, but I made a big mistake. 
uh, I decided to just accept Scraby's directions to Carlsbad High School at face value. And he told me to get off uh, the Tamarack exit, off the five. I did that. And he said, the school's right there. And it wasn't. So I've been driving around the hills of Carlsbad for a while. Finally had to uh, employ my Google Maps to uh, locate the uh, locate the school. You know, Chris, I, I have Why do I do that? Why do I even listen to him well, in the first well, place? Listen, man, I, I got to come to, to Scraby's defense on this. Oh, yeah? Man. Yeah, I, I do. I also was not depending on Scraby's directions, but just depending on my own Apple uh, uh-huh. uh, directions, right? Carlsbad High School. Okay. Um, and it was getting me in the, the general area. However, that didn't mean that, you know, we were set up at Carlsbad High. So, yes. uh, fortunately, I, as I was getting ready to call Mr. Scraby and ask him, where is he at? Yeah. Um, I noticed that he had sent a text that had uh, this Google map. Now, I don't have Google Maps, but when I hit the, the link, it took me. Took you right there. It took me to a, a just a, an address, and so I typed in the address, got me right here. I mean, literally right so at I the steps. You're trying to say I could have done the same thing? <laughs> Is that what you're implying? <laughs> that well, I could have done the same thing, and I, I, and I chose not to. <laughs> Even asked Tony during the phone call. I was I was I was calmer than Matt Scraby usually is during technical yes, conversations. Because especially considering he was also setting up, so you can imagine the frazzledness. Yes, when I called, him, <laughs> sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> no, but Chris, I, I I I don't know that I ever said, "Hey, the high school is you can just get off Tamarack That's and it's exactly right there." What you said. <laughs> You, you, know, said, you said that as much as you said Bob Melvin was on his way to the oh, Giants. <laughs> but what, what I could say is when I tell people where things are, I just say, oh, the exit's Tamarack. I think people are going to use their GPS. I, ah, I think everybody uses you GPS. Think you because assume. I'm not, I'm, not everybody. I'm yeah. not everybody. I forgot that Chris couldn't find El And, and you know, after this many years of, of really being with each other, Almost every day. Yeah, this is something that uh, I think you have to take into account when you're when you're when you're talking to Chris, man. You know that you're I'm right. Not, you know I, that I, I'm not going to. <laughs> you know I'm not going to immediately call up my Google Maps app. If I would have done you that, know it's not happening. I would have come right here. But as soon as I got lost and called you, then I just went to my app. He goes, and I was able to arrive safely. He goes, I'm at El Camino Real in yeah. Carlsbad Village. I'm like, that is so far away. Oh Chris. yeah, I was like ten miles past the school. But, but I have you made, it. made it. I made El it. Camino. We made it. And, was a different uh, story. Yes. We're excited. Uh, for, I was fully uh, prepared to come on here. By myself. Open the show. Yeah, I was. While I, I was. was traveling around the hills of Carlsbad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're here. It's, it's great, beautiful, absolutely perfect day. And uh, they got us set up here just outside the stadium. So if you're uh, in the Carlsbad area, you want to come by and say hi, we'll be here. And, of course, if you're coming to the game tonight, Carlsbad Poway Showdown at 7 o'clock. We will be on till uh, 6 o'clock this evening. We do have a good show. Both coaches from the uh, two teams are scheduled to join us. Uh, a little bit later on in the program, and uh, Alden Gonzalez of uh, ESPN will be on to uh, talk about the baseball playoffs, which uh, resume tomorrow with the beginning of the four divisional playoff round series. And, of course, uh, here in San Diego, that does not, unfortunately, include the Padres. But uh, we did find out yesterday that uh, once and for all, Bob Melvin is coming back next year. I saw your tweet, uh, your kind of I told you so tweet. <laughs> But uh, you said so all along, and I, I, I will say that I have the uh, the correct wherewithal to agree with you all along, so I didn't go off on a tangent about uh, 
uh, Bob Melvin. And, uh, you know, he said he wanted to come back, and uh, he's back. So yeah. uh, I think the Padres could do – the grass isn't necessarily greener. Let's put it that way. If you think Bob Melvin managed poorly this season, then that's your right to think that. But I tend to think that uh, it was the players that didn't get the job done. Bob Melvin has been doing this for 19, 20 years, and uh, he didn't get him to the National League Championship Series last year by not knowing what he's doing. I felt he was doing pretty much a similar thing this year, just didn't have the uh, the bullets to fire that right. he had last season. Right. I mean, the players said as much. The players said that they didn't perform to the level that they, right. they, they needed to. And so, you know, it, it to me, there, there just wasn't – where were you going to go? Like – and this goes on. This also goes on the the GM side for those who were on that. Like, where are you going to go for a roster like we have right now? Uh, the uh, <laughs> calls back. Coach, hey, is, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Coaches uh, are going for a run. Yeah, before going, the game. getting the run in right before the game. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought there. I was you said uh, something uh, about the general yeah, manager. I mean, yeah, and, and the same thing goes for there. Where are you going to go with this roster? I mean, the guys that that you would assume could do the job better, right? Are all <laughs> Carl's bad fans coming here to play already? Um, they they're already they're already locked in elsewhere. I mean, those those. Those those GMs that have the experience and the wherewithal that you know folks seem to think will change things, they're all working. Yeah, they're all they're all highly uh, coveted and and they aren't being given up anytime soon. And that well, goes that goes with that goes for Bob Melvin too. Yeah, for those who thought that AJ Preller did a terrible job this year, you're probably the same people that came on our program in February and March and could not wait for this World Series season to start. <laughs> and you thought it was going to be a World Series season yeah. because of the team that A.J. Preller put together. So That's big you were probably applauding him six months ago, and you're probably down on him right now. He was on with Ben and Woods today. We'll play a lot of what he said as the program goes along. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he's down on himself a little bit this year. He, I, he said as much. I, You know, this was an opportunity that we missed out on and we got to figure out what we need to do better next year so that we don't miss out on another one. I think what's clear is there are a bunch of people that want to get it fixed. You know, from the players to the front office to the manager, they want to get it fixed, whatever the issues were. Um, and I think they believe they can come out and play better ultimately. And so uh, there's a long time between now and when it starts to really matter, when words can actually – Something other than words can actually be said about it. So yeah. um, let's see how the offseason unfolds in terms of um, new acquisitions or who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. Um, uh, I did see projections for, for, for next year's payroll and, and who's getting what. They had Juan at $33 million. That was up $3 million from what we had on there the other day at 30 Okay. Um, I, I think uh, Barlow is in – in in line for a raise, they had him at projected at seven point one. They had uh, the other the other one is Trent Grisham. He, he's projected I think four point seven yeah. for next year. And so there, there's decisions that are, are going to have to be made. And um, you know we got got a, probably a couple months before we start to to see how that unfolds. We got less than a couple months actually as it pertains to um, those who are in the arbitration side. 
you know, whether, will they be tendered? There's a deadline, I think, in November for that. So The only thing we can say for certain right now is that the team's probably going to look a little different next year than it finished up looking this year. Uh, we can also say for certain that guys like Manny and Tatis and Darvish and, and Musgrove uh, and Bogarts and Cronenworth, they're all coming back. They're all signed long-term. And uh, so they're going to build their roster around those guys. Uh, the Juan Soto decision will probably be one of the biggest decisions of the offseason, whether or not to uh, take a run with Juan Soto last, uh, next year and risk losing him, quote, for nothing at the end of the season, or uh, whether they want to, uh, if they're able to financially yeah. commit to Juan Soto for an extension going forward. But I know one thing, I, I, I don't think the Padres are just going to let him go uh, right now. I, I think they're I think they're committed to making a run with Juan Soto. That's my that's just my feel on it. Uh, they'll take their chances with uh, you know maybe having to trade him in midseason if the season isn't going well, or take their chances of losing him to free agency at the end of next season. But yeah. or they're going to re-sign him to an extension now. I don't think they're going to cut bait with Juan Soto yet. No, he, I, I see he that. performed far too well. The the last two months of the season to think about doing that. I don't see that really happening outside of something. Unless I, somebody that, blows them and, away. And outside right. of something that I can't even think of right now. Like, no. if there's nothing that I could put together in my head. No, how many players can you offer that are as good as Juan Soto in return? Yeah. I mean, if you're out there and you want to make a trade with the Padres. So, uh, you know, the starting pitching is going to be the big question mark as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Blake Snell, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo. Will all or none of them be returning next year? And if it's none, or one, who's going to not the yeah, other? Right. right. Who's going to take the spots of those who depart? Um, you know, you have to figure out your closer situation. That's where Barlow comes into play, unless you're ready to trust it to Robert Suarez, or you know, would you look outside? I don't think they have to look outside for a closer. I think they've got plenty of arms in this bullpen right now. But you know, AJ Preller and uh, this uh, organization. You know, there's been a lot of reports that they got to cut payroll. That's not an, an alarming thing to me because payroll was so keep, high this year. It can't keep going up. Exactly. I mean, it could, but it wouldn't yeah. go up by a whole lot anyway. Yeah. So cut I, payroll doesn't mean there's going to be a fire sale. I mean, you know who cut payroll from last year to the last season to this season? The Dodgers. They cut payroll. Yeah, they, seemed to work out they, okay. They, so, I mean, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, and, no. it, and it happens quite often. Now, I think cutting payroll from what 247 to 200 is not the same thing as it used to be where it'd be like, you know, not that there was ever a number as high as 247, but it <laughs> would be slashed to like 60, you know, something uh, something that, you know, 247 to 60, 60 right? <laughs> that's the old days. That's how you come up with the term fire sale ultimately. Yeah, so that's That's a fire that's sale. That's different. That's a different thing altogether. So yeah, all uh, right. Uh, high school, high school football today. Poway Titans, Carlsbad Lancers. Carlsbad, one of the top teams in the in California. They are the number one team in, in San Diego, seventh in California. Julian saying is the quarterback I spoke of earlier, who is uh, one of the most touted prospects in in the country. So we'll, we'll get a chance to talk to those coaches at some point today. Uh, I'm excited. I, I I enjoy the the high school prep stuff. We get yeah. a chance to do it. We've already had good uh, feedback from some of the people <laughs> driving by our broadcast location here at Carlsbad High School. Uh, as I mentioned, AJ Preller was on with Ben and Woods. We'll uh, play you a little of that when we come back as we get the show underway from Carlsbad High School. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby's here as well. 
Yeah, he's a little bitter, too, because, you know, he's a LaCosta Canyon guy. They're a, a rival of Carlsbad. Yeah, you know, I not. thought about that driving over. Did you? I was like, man, yeah. we got to go to the Lancers. Got to go to Lancerville today. <laughs> we got to go to the Lancers. Too, I, bad, too bad LaCosta Canyon's not number two in the in the county. No, man. they aren't. But they're in the top ten, I they're believe. Good. Yeah, they're good. I guy think they're, team. like, number six or seven. I yeah. could be wrong, though. All right, well. He's over here just making up, making up rankings. Yeah, you right just making it up. <laughs> Hold on. Just, now we're not going to break just, until I figure this just out. Just over here making up rankings. San about Diego well. High School Football <laughs> Rankings. All right, well, you go ahead and check that out. We'll uh, get the result when we come back. But we're underway from Carlsbad. Coming back with a lot more Gwen and Chris until 6 o'clock today. Come by and see us. On San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trying to get some power to my iPad. Welcome in. 221 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Carlsbad High is the site. And where the sounds will come from uh, until about 6 o'clock. Lancers will take on my Poway Titans. Yeah. Six feeling good about your goal, your club tonight? No, not, no, not feeling good. They're underdogs. They are definitely underdogs. Yeah, but the mean green, though. Look out. Three and three on the year. Certainly uh, capable of pulling off the upset, but you uh, never know. We, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we did you ever? Uh, did you, I know you played basketball and yeah. you obviously played baseball. Yeah. Uh, did you dabble in I football you, at all, I, like I, as a I, freshman at I, all? I, I did. I you did. did. Yeah. I dabbled in it, coming off of my first really my first year ever playing Pop Warner. Okay. Rolled right into playing high school football. Right. And so, you know, freshman, I'm a freshman. I'm going to Poway High. They have practices start before school starts. So I've, I'm out there. I'm yeah. out there. I'm doing my thing. And uh, 
got through Hell Week, <laughs> which was the toughest part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Suited up my first um, scrim or first exhibition game. I got trucked in in one play, but I had a good game overall. All right. And so the next day, you know, it makes Monday because that was on a Friday. You, weekend goes by. Monday rolls around, and I'm walking to I'm walking through the on the blacktop on the way to the locker room, and just this thought, like overwhelmed me. Like, huh? I don't want to have to put this stuff on this gear all the time, every day. Huh. And as you know, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I just that was it. Didn't show up. <laughs> that was the end of your football career. That was career. the end of my football career. I dropped, I dropped my football career before it ever started. I uh, went out for the high school team as a freshman as well and thought I could play cornerback, which I was played. really stupid because I'm one of the slowest people on earth. <laughs> but, you know, I yeah. felt, you know, in all of the little pickup games, I always felt like I could cover people pretty well. So I thought I'd translate that to a uh, – a high school football field. We had a uh, preseason scrimmage against some school, and uh, I was out in the flat minding my own business, and the quarterback threw one right to me and had clear sailing to the end zone for a pick six that probably would have kick-started my your high school career. football career, but I dropped the ball. <laughs> and uh, soon after that, they turned me into a punter. <laughs> And I wait, wait, you went from quarterback to punter? I was horrible. I mean, I don't blame them. I don't think I expected you to say no. I went from quarterback to punter. Now no. I was a, I was a, I was a punter for the freshman season, and then I said, "That's not. That's gonna, I'm not making much of a career out of this." So. I'm a punter. Now it turned into a baseball player. A demotion to the kick placer, yes, but punter is a little bit too. Uh, I don't far. think they trusted me to be a kick placer because my true. hands weren't very good. That's true. That's true. Oh, I yeah, proved right. how bad you're my right. hands were by dropping that interception. Y'all not right. It's Y'all funny right. because I can still see that play even today. See, and, and you wonder how. How life would have changed if I, because if I catch the the ball, like I said, it was clear sailing, maybe 30, 40 yards right into the end zone. Maybe, and but then you, all of a sudden I'm a starter, and you know I'm going all all league. But that didn't that didn't that didn't change the fact that you just told us that you were slow. Yeah, so, I was still slow. <laughs> yeah, that would eventually have been exposed. Eventually, that would have been exposed. <laughs> you think that would have cost me as a cornerback? I, I think so, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I it think so. Been. Like yeah. run, run! <laughs> I, I am. am. Yeah. <laughs> Two twenty-five. On the clock, we went to break talking about A.J. Prelly. He joined our, our guys in the morning, Ben and Woods, and uh, they, they asked him some pretty pretty pointed questions. Uh, we'll start with the first one. What is a lesson that A.J. will personally learn, personally take from 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think, I think a bunch of things, honestly. I mean, I talked about the other day. I think it's, you know, definitely view it as a, as a missed opportunity. I mean, there's not – not uh you know i think i think we started this season feeling that we had a team that could that could win a world series trophy and um you know obviously you know not playing in october right now is is uh is, is bitter and you know i think from from you know i think there's a, there's a few different things i think one of the things overall is you know just being able to handle expectations and you know what that comes with and i think that's that's one thing that we've started talking about as a group a little bit more and Again, I think uh, you know we'll use the next couple, you know, the next couple of weeks to unravel some more, uh, you know, some more parts of the season, and and you know, and you know, see, make sure we're in a better spot for it here going forward. I mean, uh, that was actually more pointed than I I thought I was going to hear <laughs> there, honestly, in terms of you know acknowledging that 
they may not have known what was coming in terms of expectation and what yeah. that looks like. Expectations are a, are a mean animal. And uh, Scravy getting a, a shout out on a drive-by car. I got a shout How out. How about that? What? Somebody this just is, yelled your name. Yeah, man. Driving by they, here. They took a picture, and I'm at the wrong angle. You need to come back. <laughs> you need to come back. Well, I think that was why they were also driving by that when they took that picture. They didn't. They didn't necessarily want a steel shot. They wanted kind of a car moving. This type is my tip. bad angle, though. <laughs> No, ha- wait a second. You have a good angle? Yes, straight on. Straight on is straight a good angle. Straight on is the angle. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that um, maybe that is that is something that they didn't that's something they That's something they got to figure out, too, because it, it's you not know, going when you go, anywhere. I don't, it's, no, when you it go might back, be a little bit tempered. but It might be some, but when you go back to 2021, they had expectations with true. that team, and that's they true. didn't seem to handle that well. 2022... I think there were some expectations, but not a lot. You know, everybody kind of thought they might. Uh, they were t- remember going. It was kind of like a wait and see. Because into 2022, they-, they were chasing both the 106 win Dodgers and the 107 win Giants going into the 2022 season. So, I don't think the expectation they weren't anywhere near what they were this year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, that's something that's a good word that has to be addressed for sure. Uh, one of the other questions uh, of a, of a whole lot that we picked out um, was. They asked him was why he wouldn't address anonymous sources from his own team. I mean, I think again, like the you know, we're we're constantly talking to our players. I think it's one of the things you know, from my standpoint, we've been you know, you, you see it both ways. I see I see the front office get criticized for talking too much to our players and listening too much. You see us get criticized for um, you know for not listening enough. So I think. You know, I don't put a again like from that standpoint. I'm not too too focused on, you know, on uh, you know whether or not we should do that to, to to win public opinion or anything like that. From that standpoint, I think ultimately, you know, getting feedback from a from a group is important. And you know, but I think the feedback we'll get is is from somebody directly where they're putting their name to something or you know talking to your players and getting specific you know situations and details on how we get better as a group. And, you know we're gonna we're gonna put all our effort into that. We do that every year, every off season, and we're gonna do that again here this off season. And then you get you know you get you know specific examples and ways you get better. But I think the point Bob was making, and you know I think a similar thought that a lot of people at Petco feel right now is, you know when you have when you have just uh, you know a story where there's no you know there's there's no names to it and there's no context. You know, it's hard really to comment on that. We don't we don't put you know it's it's hard to put a lot of attention and time on that. Honestly. I think that's fair. I mean, it's fair. I mean, we would love for the Padres to react to every anonymous quote that is out there. But I think what he's trying to say is we talk to our players a lot. And if they have a problem, they can tell us. And, you know, if you're going to hear that's true secondhand or without a name attached to it, then you probably don't need to pay a whole lot of attention to it. So, you know, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, as long as I feel like I've got good communication with my team and my people, yeah. then I'm not going to worry about what I what hearsay says from 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 their standpoint. Right. I, I think that um, I, I think, though, what, what kind of gets missed or what kids kind of gets kind of just Lost. washed away was yeah. it did still come from within the clubhouse. I, I'm not talking. I don't think uh, Ben and Woods were referring to the anonymous people who were coming from outside the organization. but And I guess it wouldn't be a concern for, for A.J., right, because he is talking to the guys within in the clubhouse. But why did they feel the need to then go 
to the paper right. or to yeah. whoever and yeah. say what they said when, in fact, they are talking to the brass that's a, 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 that's that's running. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a confusion. You know, look, I, if I was AJ Preller and I heard things, I might want to approach some guys and see if there's any truth to it. But I'm not going to probably comment on it publicly no as much as I'm going to comment publicly that, I, on I, things that I know are being said. I said that from from the very beginning that right. it's it would have been better served those those anonymous quotes that were in the paper mm-hmm. would have been been better served addressing it head on. And that may be part of the issue is that guys aren't willing to to address the issues head on with a name on it. Forget a name on it. My point is it shouldn't even have to come to the point where okay. you're getting to Kevin AC or yeah. Dennis Lynn, right? It should be addressed head on. That yeah. is how those situations ultimately. But I thought a lot of the most damning comments came from guys that potentially were not even in the organization any longer. See, I, and I, I wouldn't expect I, to hear any good things right, from and, those and, people. And that's why I never put too much into the folks that were talking that came from outside. Right. They were the no longer here. Right, or even if they were here at one time because yeah. it's just hard to put a, 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 an emphasis on that at the end of the day because they are no longer with the organization. The ones that came – have more concern reading it were the ones that came from you know the, the ones that were actually inside the organization or in on the team from that standpoint those <laughs> those are the ones it's like i would have thought that they would those things would have been addressed head on as opposed to the way that they ended up coming out did somebody really drive by our broadcast location and yell out Scraby's name and they take did. a picture? They did. I know your back was turned, so you don't. You you didn't. You know. I guess it's one of those things. That's you amazing. See, you have to see to believe. But you I are saw such it. a star, especially no, in your hometown I, of Carlsbad. I heard it through <laughs> the headphones. Like that's how loud it that's was. That's amazing. You know, I heard it. I'm so and excited I was like, for you. It's too bad the. Uh, it's too bad the uh, the the uh, the gentleman or lady didn't yell your name out a couple of years ago. Remember, we used to give away free tacos oh, to people right. who yelled your name. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they back, missed out on back that. Back when we started the high was, school yeah, event. That was the first first time around. You know, right I there. heard it, too, and I was like, there's no way that someone just yelled my name. And then Tony yeah. confirmed it. Yeah, wow, I thank you, it. whoever you are. I mean, you drove by. I'm assuming you're listening right now. I have you are one, the, uh, you're popular. We got plenty more of the sound to get to from uh, AJ and, 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 the, and Ben and Woods. Uh, we'll get to it later on. We're going to step away, get to break. When we come back. Alden Gonzalez joins us now. He had the um, Twins-Blue Jays series. I believe he'll have whoever's in the NLCS um, in not this round but the next round. But we'll get his thoughts on the pods. Uh, that series, the burials being pulled out. What was his thoughts when it happened? Yeah. We'll get it all more here on Gwen and Chris. Gwen and Chris kicking off our high school football broadcast today at Carl's. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
High School, home of the second-ranked Carlsbad Lancers, who host the Poway Titans in uh, high school football ball game tonight at 7 o'clock. We're broadcasting right up until 6 o'clock from just outside the, uh, what is this, the east end zone at Carlsbad uh, High School. I don't know if it's really the east end zone. I just took a shot in the dark. But uh, oh, we're... By, by the way, Scraby was actually correct about his uh, sixth-rank. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mavericks. Oh, you hit yeah, one. I pay attention to my maps. Come on now. Uh-huh, sure you do. <laughs> I do. Sure you I, do. I live close to the school. I hear the football games. I know that they're pretty good. I you hear I the hear football them. games. <laughs> I can hear them. Yes. You mean you hear the crowd at the football game? And I can hear the PA, and I can hear all that. Really? Yes. Mavericks for a touchdown. Yeah. Forty-three yard gain. Uh, all right. <laughs> 43-yard gain. Uh, look uh, who's back there. His name is Chris Ello. He's all of a sudden a punter because he can't be a cornerback. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Matt Scraby's there. Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, Chris Ello, the former football star uh, here at Carlsbad High School. Alden Gonzalez from ESPN is going to join us here shortly. Talk about these uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, which uh, uh, continue tomorrow with the divisional round uh, getting underway in all four series. Baltimore takes on Texas. Uh, you've got Toronto, or rather Minnesota, taking on Houston. And then in the National League, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Phillies, Braves, the uh, four matchups coming up in the uh, NL and AL Divisional Playoff Series. But, uh, uh, you know, the first round was all sweeps, so we didn't get any baseball yesterday. No, we, we had get, nothing. We, we Yeah, we, we were being starved baseball because yeah. uh, everybody decided to, to have a clean sweep across the board. Yeah, sweeps, and uh, that was the way it went. And uh, Alden Gonzalez of ESPN was in Minneapolis watching the Twins finally win a playoff series at long last after uh, 19 seasons and 18 consecutive losses. Alden, thanks so much for your time. How are you today? Appreciate you joining us. Doing great. How are you guys doing? We are excellent. Uh, well, let's start with the Twins. I mean, uh, what was the, the, you know, the crowd in uh, Minnesota, at least when they played in the uh, the home, the Metrodome. Yeah. yeah, it used to be one of the great home field advantages in all of baseball. They won a couple of World Series by just winning their home games. That was a long time ago. Now they're outdoors. What was the crowd like in Minnesota? Were they were they a little hesitant to? to cheer for a team that had lost 18 consecutive playoff games? No, not at all. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be down on the field during the game. I was uh, right by the first base dugout, uh, and it was electric from the start. I mean, I think you could tell. They weren't hesitant. They were desperate to uh, <laughs> win their first playoff game uh, in a long time. And, I mean, you could feel, honestly, the electricity from the beginning. I mean, Royce Lewis talked about it. He was coming back from a hamstring strain, and he said that, the electricity in the building, like, he feels like gave him so much adrenaline that he wasn't even thinking about his hamstrings going into that game. Uh, Rocco Baldelli kept talking about how he felt like the crowd helped them win. Like, it energized them to win these games. And I remember game two, uh, the Twins had, I believe it's a two-to-nothing lead, start of the eighth inning. From the start of the eighth inning until the end of that game, I don't think anybody sat down. I kept looking around. And everybody was standing. It's like a two-to-one count with one out in the eighth. And everybody's, like, standing up as if it's about to be, like, the third strike to end the game. It was crazy. And I'll never forget after the game one win, uh, on my way to the field, like, just the grounds crew there talking to me about how, like, how long they've been waiting for something like this. I mean, 18 consecutive playoff losses. 
is, I mean, you think about that. That is quite the burden. And even though most of those guys weren't there for any of it, um, they feel it just by being part of that team because it's so palpable throughout that community. And see them experience this, I mean, it was one of the cooler moments of my career, to be honest. Alvin Gonzalez joins us, ESPN. He was on the sideline for that Twins-Blue Jays series. They skipped a game, too. Jose Barras has got it going. And, and Chris and I are watching the game with no sound. Obviously, we're in the middle of doing our show, so the sound's off. And he walks the leadoff guy in the fourth. And, you know, I'm kind of, we were doing the show. I kind of put my head down, talking about a subject. I put my head up, and I was like, in the middle of our show, I was like, they're taking him out? And so people listening <laughs> had no idea what I was talking about. But that's how much of a surprise it was, at least to me, based on how he looked in that outing, that he was coming out of his game. What, what went across your mind? Well, I was anticipating something like that. Uh, I know the Twins were anticipating them doing that. Because if you saw mm. what they did in game one, uh, John Schneider was really aggressive with his lefty relievers. Uh, because what he wanted to do was he wanted to get the Twins' left-handed hitters out of the game. And he wanted them to sub in their right-handed pinch hitters. And so I figured going into that game that Kikuchi was going to be somebody to watch. And he started warming me up in the second inning. I was like, oh, my God, he's, they're already going to go to him. And then he sat down. I asked John Snyder uh, in the middle of the third inning about whether or not he was going to use Kikuchi. And he made it pretty clear that, like, they like that matchup. Uh, and <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, and I knew he was going to get criticized. And, look, I had the same feeling that a lot of people did, which was Jose Barrios looked really good. Ooh. And I give credit to um, Alex Rodriguez, who was on the broadcast. He kept making the point that – and he said this before Kikuchi even went in the game. He was talking about how the guys in that Twins dugout, if you think Barrios out of the game, they're all high-fiving. They're, because absolutely. they're happy to get that guy out of there because his stuff looks so good. And you can tell – look, Hunter Brees had a great bounce back here. He's an incredibly yeah. talented pitcher. They gave him a, a bunch of money for a reason. Yes. And you could tell that he was just so energized to be pitching back in that place. And his stuff looked electric. And, you know, I think one of the points that uh, Alex and Michael K were making, which I agree with, is that you can have a plan coming into the game, yes. but you need to open yourself up to deviate from it based on the way a game is flowing. And the way that game was flowing was clear that Jose Barrios was on point. Um, now, look, having said that, is that the reason they lost the game? I would point to the fact that they didn't score any runs. And they did yeah, not that make would hurt. scoring that, that hurt. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got picked off second oh, base even though there was a yeah. runner in front of him at third. Like, where are yeah. you going there? Um, yeah. That was more of the reason, but obviously the substitution didn't help. Alden Gonzalez of ESPN is with us. And uh, so we go into the uh, American League uh, divisional round. The Twins are going to take on the Astros. I want to just ask you real quick about the other two teams, Baltimore and Texas. Uh, Brandon Hyde, Bruce Bochy, they've got to finish 1-2, I would think, in the American League. Manager of the year balloting. Both teams I, I thought would be better this year, but I didn't expect to see them in this spot. Uh, what do you think about this series, and and what turned these two franchises around this year? Well, two very different things. The Rangers spent a ton of money, uh, and the Orioles developed a bunch of star players. So it was two very different paths. Uh, the Rangers didn't necessarily go to the rebuild path, because they just spent their way out of it. I mean, you know, signing uh, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon two off-seasons ago, then last off-season, addressing their starting pitching, trading for Max Scherzer at midseason, 
Uh, and the Orioles have just been developing these guys, same guy who developed them for the Astros. And, I mean, they, the pipeline of talent that they have to their system is insane. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun series. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this series. I think there's going to be a lot of lead changes late in this series because I think both teams have a lot of questions about their bullpen. With the Orioles, it starts with Felix Bautista. Like, the law, his loss is huge. It's going to be hard to identify who they could really trust outside of Cano on the back end of their bullpen. And the Rangers' bullpen has been a mess for a while. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I expect a lot of runs to be scored. Uh, I said it yesterday. This is the type of playoffs this year that there are a bunch of teams outside of the Astros, the Braves, and you could probably throw the Phillies in there because of their front-line guys. The pitching is not as strong as we've seen in the past. These are some offenses that can put up some runs. I, I expect to see the same thing. I, I, I got to ask you, especially because I know you're doing the, the NLCS um, and, and you're not partaking in these divisional series, I want to ask you a little bit about the pods because um, obviously the last couple of days here in San Diego have been dramatic to say the least. They, they announced uh, Bob Melvin's coming back. But you don't see Bob Melvin, and then yesterday he comes out and says that he'll be back. Uh, what did you think? Did, did did you see these moves actually coming out the way they did? Part of me did. Uh, part of me didn't. Um, I uh, I know Peter Seidler's loyalty towards AJ Preller. I will say that there are not many executives throughout baseball would get as many opportunities as this at this as AJ Preller or get to um, replace as many managers as AJ Preller has and I think that also tied into my suspicion that perhaps they try to run this back because mm. I think if you take a step back of this Padre season do you really think you're going to do better than having Bob Melvin as your manager and I would say probably not and I think if you remove a Bob Melvin from the equation who is so highly respected throughout the sport, now you're running into a situation where is it going to be really difficult for you to attract the top managers to this team, okay? Like, are people going to want to work there if you can't even make it work with somebody as respected as Bob Melvin that he's out in two years? And so from that perspective, I think it made a lot of sense to run this back because if you're Peter Seidler and you have voiced support for A.J. Preller, and he clearly sees A.J. Preller as the right man to lead baseball operations, you can't replace the manager because Bob Melman is really good at his job, and I think you at least need to play out that contract. Whatever issues exist between A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin, they need to work it out. They need to work it out. And I dealt with this a lot with the Angels with Jerry DePoto and Mike Soshine. I remember after the 2013 season, which for them, it was also their, the end of their second year working together. John Carpino, the president, Artie Moreno, the owner, sat them down in a room and said, look, you guys need to figure this out, okay? Because we're not making a change in either department. The next year, the Angels won 98 games. They won the division. Now, the year after that, uh, Jerry DePoto stormed into an office with the coaches and he uh, resigned. So, like, yeah, but that's beside the point. But, <laughs> but it's kind of parallel here. And look, a lot went wrong for the Padres this year. They did a lot of things right. Like, they did – they had great pitching. They had great defense. Um, their star hitters should be better than they were last year. Like, you could very easily see a scenario where they could bring that same group back. They run it back and they dominate in 2024. 
Now, obviously, that's not going to happen because Blake Snell and Josh Hader are free agents and they have other decisions to make. But this team was really good. Uh, so part of that part of it at least makes sense. At least try this again for one more year and see where it goes. Carter, I think, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I, I stand corrected. Alden is on the Dodgers divisional series. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask there. him about that because we uh, obviously don't have the Padres to root for, Alden, but we can still root against the Dodgers here in San Diego. That's something that a lot of our, our fans here will probably take to doing. But uh, is it going to be worth our, worth our while to root against the Dodgers? I mean, the Diamondbacks, I think, surprised a lot of people in those two games in Milwaukee. Do they have a chance to surprise the Dodgers even? Of course they do. I mean, look, anything could happen in, when you whittle baseball down into small sample sizes, especially when it's a best of five, especially when you have a Dodgers team that's been sitting around uh, waiting, and the Diamondbacks look really good against the Brewers, by the way. Uh, and yeah. They've been playing high-intensity games for a while, so that's definitely a factor. Is that going to end up making a difference? I don't know. I will tell you this, though. The off day in this division series, an awkward off day on Sunday – so they play Saturday game one, and then they don't play game two until Monday. That's a huge benefit to the Diamondbacks because what's the biggest issue with the Diamondbacks? It's finding reliable starting pitching outside of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. That off day is going to allow Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly to pitch four out of the five games on normal rest. Now, I will say the Dodgers have had a lot of success against both of those guys this season. But if you're the Diamondbacks, you're thinking – your best path to winning any series is to get those guys on the mound as often as possible. The schedule is going to allow them to do that. I don't know if that will be enough, but that is definitely an intriguing aspect of this. Well, Alden, uh, we look forward to your coverage of the uh, divisional round, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. We'll look for you in the championship series as well. You've been great to us all season. We really appreciate it here in San Diego and uh, look forward to watching your work on ESPN. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Alden. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care. Yeah, always always great having Alden Gonzalez on from ESPN. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, I mean, what a baseball team can do to a community. You talked about Minneapolis. I mean, that's yeah. not exactly known as a great sports town. But Minnesota, those those fans go absolutely crazy for the Twins. And to have to wait 19 years to win a single playoff game, it, it kind of makes – not that the Padres ever had to wait that long, but it makes me think back to just how much fun we had last year. I mean, it and was, I miss it. It was it was quite some time between, yeah. uh, what was it, 2020 that they got their first wins in 13 years, I think it was? 2004 to 2023. Oh, you mean no, the Padres. the Padres. Oh, right, yeah. So, they had I mean, a long wait, they too. They had a long wait, and, uh, and unfortunately for them – it couldn't be celebrated the same way. That's right. We nobody, didn't have any crowd. Nobody was in they, the stadium. Yeah. So last year we we made up we, for we, it. We did make up for yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So that's a good point, I, I think Tony. they can. I think we can relate to what it's like. Just uh, we just talking about playoff victories. You know, forget everything else. Yeah. Because uh, when the Padres went to the playoffs when they first got to Petco Park, they didn't win any playoff games at Petco got, Park. They got, yeah, they got beat every time. Yeah. Cardinals were the nemesis at that yeah. time. And then when they finally beat the Cardinals at Petco Park, nobody was in attendance. How about that? So last year, when they knocked off the Dodgers in Game 3, that was the first win that any of us had witnessed at Petco Park in about 19 years. Utopia. So there you go. All right, we'll take a break. First hour in the books. We're broadcasting live from Carlsbad High School. Drive by, take a picture of Scraby, yell his name. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Gwyn and Chris on 97.3 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 